the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. We're pleased to be joined by David Harsani, senior writer for National Review, author of First Freedom, A Ride Through America's Enduring History with the Gun from the Revolution to Today. David, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, you have uh, donned Joe Biden, the luckiest politician in American history. Uh, why? Why do you say that? If in case it's not obvious to everyone, just his whole career has has had a lot of luck from from the way he was elected in seventy uh, two um, against a weak candidate uh, who was a big Nixon aide and uh, or big Nixon ally, and just through 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 his really kind of embarrassing Senate career. I mean, when you look back now, it's just it's just time after time he was not just wrong, but arrogant and uh, and, and sometimes really he was so wrong that pe- people lost lives like, you know, and he never, ever revisited those things or apologized for those things. And then obviously his career was over and Obama saved him because he was the least least threatening person he could probably find, uh, you know, to make him seem more moderate. And then you have uh, him winning the pr- presidential the Democratic presidential primary, basically because he's not the Trotskyite choice, and uh, now he's he's probably it seems or you know going to be president, and I think that he's going to be in a, a, a truly huge failure uh, because I just don't think he has any vision and I don't think he really has the the chops to do it. And but we'll see. And also, you know, I mean, he's up there in years. Yeah, but do you think he's going to be controlled by the young leftists, the socialists, the AOCs of the world? I think this, I mean, I, 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 I think he's in trouble because if the, and I believe the Republicans would probably have the Senate or at least have enough in the Senate with moderates so that the progressive agenda will not be able to move forward. I think uh, if he tries to do anything like that, it's going to cost seats, especially in the first midterm. Um, but more than that, I think that even if he tried to approach Republicans to do something, then the left, then the left matters because they will go bananas. So he basically won't be able to do anything but probably try to rule through executive power. Uh, Dan Henninger, writing in The Wall Street Journal, uh, suggests that um, uh, this is the COVID-19 election, and uh, he means it in a couple of ways. Uh, One, the push for mail-in balloting and the uh, cover that COVID gave Democrat governors to uh, open the floodgates as they did. And secondly, because it gave Joe Biden an issue to run against Trump on, beyond just your personality and uh and 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 it was uh, despite most governors even the lockdown governors getting high marks from their constituents uh it was trump's press briefings where trump made it about uh, him as much as he did about the virus and the administration's response to the virus it was about as much uh, him uh, going back and forth with the press corps and, and sort of ba- taking the press corps bait that uh, perhaps was his undoing until he steadied himself in the closing weeks of the campaign. 
uh, and really surged through the finish line. But but um, because of the early voting, because of the mail-in voting, it was, if it turns out this way, just a, a little bit too little too late. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think when you look at the numbers or the exit polls now, and obviously we, we look at them skeptically a bit, but we look at them and we see that uh, it seems to me that that some white you know, middle-class folks who live in suburbs and places like that got, got annoyed and, and sick of Trump's shtick during those press conferences and didn't think he took coronavirus seriously enough. Obviously, from what we know now, he upped his vote totals in almost every other category among minorities and, and things like that. I think this is a, a really uh, a good election for conservatives. I think they showed that the that identity politics is the dead end. Um, without coronavirus, I think the president probably has a landslide victory against Joe Biden. I, I think uh, if he had handled it better, he would win. I actually think if he would have had a first better debate, he might have won. Yeah. Um, that's part of the luck of Joe Biden, that he could hide in a basement for an entire uh, campaign during oh, a century, once in a century pandemic. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that he wished that upon anyone, but that is, is quite a bit of luck. Yeah. And a lot of Trump supporters are just, you know, Trump worked so hard, especially in the last you know two weeks. He'd, he'd do five to six rallies a day, get home past midnight, get back up, you know, calling Fox and friends. He, he just seemed to care and be more passionate than Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean he he's a good campaigner, and and, and it's weird with Trump because some of the thing, some of his strength, you know, he has his flaws that we all know, and those are, but 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 with he is who he is, right? It's it's his flaws are sometimes also his strengths with different sorts of people. So it's a weird it's a weird candidate. He's eccentric, and um, but clearly he, he campaigned the old fashioned way, and he did it probably with more exuberance than than most candidates I can remember. And Joe Biden didn't do any of that. And, yeah. But also, too, I, you know, I'm just repeating my 17-year-old son said, Amy, our mom, Amy. Oh, you guys are first first (laughs) Hey, you over there, get me some meatloaf. No, he said, because I said, why why do you think he, you know, if he he does lose, why? And he said, because of the tweets. If he didn't tweet, he would have kicked Joe Biden's, you know what? You know, that that was so offensive and that suburban women were turned off by that. The women that supported him in 2016. I've been saying for a long time, if he was like 30, 25, 30 percent less crazy, he would be one of the most popular presidents we've ever had. But people have pointed out to me that maybe he doesn't become president if he's that way. So that's Mm -hmm. that's part of what I'm meaning about his personality. Um, It's a tough spot. How many how many uh, presidents would win a campaign during a massive economic shock and and once in a you, you know, once in a lifetime pandemic? Now, I have to say on the other side that there are leaders in Europe and Cuomo, for instance, for some reason is still popular because if you seem to handle it well, you know, you're going to gain support. But I I don't think that, uh, I think he lost some people in the beginning there during those press conferences and they could never really gain them back. Now, uh, just a point of order. I'm not uh, conceding defeat on behalf of the Trump campaign. And I know, I know you're not either. Um, So we're just uh, playing out hypotheticals as we've been doing all week on both sides. uh, What uh, a second term for Trump may look like, what, uh, what a Biden administration would look like and what the implications would be uh, if Trump loses. And I want to go back to something you said. It was a good night for conservatives. And you mentioned um, a bit of an uptick for Trump with um, minority voters, for example. The exit polling I've seen, uh, he got some 11 or 12 percent of the black vote up from eight in 2016. So not as much as some had hoped, but still uh, a, a, a an incremental uh, improvement. 
And the same thing with the Latino vote went from like 29 to maybe 31 or 32. So, again, uh, uh, ticked up, but not as much as uh, perhaps some had hoped, because it's particularly with the uh, the real overtures he made. But I, I think those overtures will have um, a long tail, whether or not he wins reelection or not. If somebody picks up the overtures he made to black Americans and to Latino Americans and, and runs with it and and. To me, I say, I don't know if conservatives had such a great night on Tuesday, but I think there's great opportunity ahead because of some of the groundwork Trump laid. No, absolutely. I don't think you can't just look at the number in a vacuum. I think you look at the trend. This is the second election or even maybe even the third now that the Latino vote has has grown. Um, I and think about it this way. Literally for four years, they were calling the guy Hitler. And literally <laughs> right. for four years, they were painting him as a person who was celebrating white supremacy, who was a white supremacist. And yet that didn't work at all. I think that the identity and, and we just had a huge racial uh, reckoning and awakening and all of that. And yet he gained in, in those areas. So I think that when you look at it in that light, um, it's it's quite the accomplishment. I think identity politics is a dead end at some point, and I think they've hit that dead end. I don't know that that expands their base anymore, but they still have progressives within their party now that they're going to have to deal with. So um, I think they're in a pretty tough spot, and I think Republicans hold the Senate, which I think they will. Um, they can stop most of the worst of of, of that that progressivism, and uh, I think they're in a pretty decent spot. Well, I, I'm um, that I, I'm that identitarian piece too. I just wanted to fold in the the defeat of uh, of. Uh, the uh, reinstitution of racial preferences uh, in the public sector in California, that that proposition went down. I mean, that is that is like identitarian base camp and California voters rejected reinstituting racial preferences for things like university admissions and and other uh, public matters. Right. I mean, that's a pretty big vote when you think about uh, voters in California have to now go out of their way to vote no on that. And uh, other than a few areas, L.A. and in San Francisco, it lost soundly. So, I mean, I think that that's great. Uh, and I also think when you look at places like Texas and Florida, which we were told constantly were going to be in play, I think you see that the Republican Party is actually probably growing there in, in not, not, not shrinking. And those are obviously must-win states. But also Trump opened up, I think. I'm not a big fan of economic populism, but he opened up Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania to be battleground states again. If he loses all three, and he, it looks like he might or he might not lose Pennsylvania, but it's really close. And if he had, if there was no coronavirus, he could even possibly have won all those three of those. Right. So, you know, I think that, that that's something to think about as well. He is David Harsani, senior writer for National Review, author of First Freedom, A Ride Through America's Enduring History with the Gun from the Revolution to Today. David, thanks for joining us. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.